pilgrims. It's time for your favorite world-traveling, Bible-toting, soul-winning, Satan-hating, tried, tested, and triumphant host, Pastor A.J. Harold. Just a quick reminder to not be weary in well-doing, for as peculiar pilgrims, we're just watching, waiting, and working. Buckle up, and let's ride. What is prayer? I mean, we say things like prayer changes things. We quickly admit that we need change in our family, friends, finances, freedoms, and our overall fights day in and day out. But what is prayer? Intellectually, just knowing that we need prayer and that prayer changes things doesn't truly help if we don't know what prayer really is. The word prayer is defined this way. It's a lengthy definition, but please buckle up and listen up. The word prayer is defined as this. In worship, a solemn address to the supreme being, consisting of adoration or an expression of our sense of God's glorious perfections, confession of our sins, supplication for mercy and forgiveness, intercession for blessings on others, and thanksgiving, or an expression of gratitude to God for His mercies and benefits. A prayer, however, may consist of a single petition, and it may be extemporaneous, written, or printed. Now again, pilgrims, that's a mouthful. That is a very long definition for just one word, which is prayer. I'd like to break this definition down, and before I do, I want to remind you that when I define a word during these episodes on Peculiar Pilgrims Podcast, unless I state otherwise, I will always use the Webster's 1828 Dictionary. It's my favorite dictionary as it even includes verses and illustrations or explanations of words in the definition from time to time. So I like Webster's 1828. I'll stick to Webster's 1828. I do know it's not inspired at all like the Word of God, but it is a great resource that I use. And again, it uses verses as illustrations and and even within the explanation of words, it'll use the Word of God. So I enjoy it. It's just a reminder, when I define a term like I just did, prayer, I use Webster's 1828 Dictionary to do that. Now, let's begin to tear down this lengthy yet very thorough definition for the purpose of understanding what prayer really is. Again, prayer is defined as a solemn address to the supreme being. I'm just going to take each slogan or each phrase and I'm going to tear it down a little bit and give us a better understanding of what prayer really is. What is prayer? Well, it's first defined this way, as a solemn address to the supreme being. The word solemn means to be accustomed, to use, that is, to hold on or continue as we have want. 
In other words, the word solemn simply describes an action that is usual or want, W-O-N-T, to a person's behavior. So it a, a solemn, solemn again, it simply describes an action that is synonymous with a person's behavior. Prayer ought to be a usual function of a child of God, and our prayers are addressed or spoken to the supreme being who can be found only in the pages of Scripture. I'm so thankful for my King James Bible. Pilgrims, we wouldn't even know who this supreme being really is on such an intimate and personal level without reading and studying and meditating and memorizing the love letter that God has given to us in our King James Bible. We can look at creation and know there is a creator. We can see that in Romans chapter 1. We can look at creation and inside of our God-shaped hole, that conscience that God has given us, we realize there is a creator. There is a God, absolutely. But we wouldn't know anything more about him without his written word. I'm so thankful that Almighty God is our heavenly father. The definition of prayer continues by saying, prayer consists of adoration. So what is adoration? Adoration is defined as the act of paying honors to a divine being, the worship paid to God, the act of addressing as a God. Now, pilgrims, we cannot so flippantly waltz right into the throne room of Almighty God, however we please. Remember the approach of the high priest of the Old Testament into the Holy of Holies once a year for the purpose of atoning for the sins of the people? This event was no small task. The cleansing, the sacrificing, the clothing exchange. I mean, there's so many things we could explain that the high priest had to do for that one time on that day of atonement just to enter into the Holy of Holies. These things were no small or quick, irreverent undertaking by the high priest. There was a serious expression of adoration or a serious expression of paying honors to Jehovah God. And while expressing this adoration, there was an addressing of God in a very respectful manner. Do you adore him from time to time in your prayer life? I want to encourage you to spend some time in prayer today. And before you ask for anything, just adore him. I'm a huge fan of the tradition of the Christmas season. I love to preach the Christmas story, and I love to sing songs of Christmas. This line comes to mind right now. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Pilgrims, let's adore him. When we pray, let us pause and just consider how adorable he is. And I don't mean that in an irreverent way. I mean the fact that he literally deserves our adoration of him because he is truly Jehovah God. We cannot be flippant about our approach to him in prayer.
The definition of prayer continues along with the uh, with the adoration. It continues along with the adoration of Him. This expression, an expression of our sense of God's glorious perfections. Now, it's easy to adore him when we stop to think about all of his glorious perfections. At the church I have the privilege of pastoring, we have a weekly prayer meeting and Bible study where we have been studying one chapter of Psalms, and then we share and bear one another's burdens before we pray. Well, every now and then, we don't share any prayer requests at all, and we spend the entire prayer time by only thanking the Lord for things. As a guide to help us be specific and, and not pray in vain repetition, or excuse me, repetition, we use the alphabet to provoke us to think about what we are saying. Now you might say, what? You use the alphabet when you pray. Let me give you an example. If I am praying with three other men, then I'll take the letter A and I'll thank God for several things that come to mind and that it has to start with the letter A. When I'm done, the next man who's in line to pray, he will begin with the letter B and thank God for several things that he could think of that start with the letter B. We continue this up to a certain letter, L or M, the letter R, V, it doesn't matter. But we do this exercise of prayer so that we don't pray in vain repetition. And also it exercises our mind. It provokes us to think about the glorious perfections of God, and it helps us adore him publicly in prayer with one another. Let's continue to tear apart the definition of prayer. It continues this way, confession of our sins. Now, I wish I could spend an hour or two or three or weeks on tearing down each aspect of the definition of prayer. But I'm trying to hurry and get through this to the best of my ability and just really wet your whistle to examine yourself about your own prayer life. But as we continue to tear apart the definition of prayer, in the definition of prayer, it says there must be a confession of our sins. So prayer at times must include a confession of our sins. Now you may think, wait a minute, you just said at times. Yes, at times. So you may be thinking, what times? What times should our prayer include a confession of sin? Well, it's a simple answer. Anytime we sin. <laughs> I've heard Pastor Paul Chapel, the pastor of the Lancaster Baptist Church here in California, I heard him say many times, whether it be in person or uh, YouTube or, or through their website, listening to their preaching on their podcast, but I heard him say many times, to keep a short account with God. What he was encouraging us to do is to confess our sin as soon as we sin. As believers, we are convicted by the Holy Spirit of God before we sin. I mean, as we think about sin, the Holy Spirit convicts us. While we're sinning, the Holy Spirit convicts us. And even after we sin, the Holy Spirit of God convicts us. Listen, pilgrims, we know better. 
but we do fall or even jump into sin sometimes. Therefore, we must confess our sin before a holy and righteous God whenever we fall. Proverbs 24, 16 says, For a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. How exactly do we rise up again after we sin? 1 John 1, 9 says, hey, this is kind of a go-to for me. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So at times, prayer must include a confession of our sins. As the definition of prayer continues, it states that prayer must include, quote, supplication for mercy and forgiveness, end quote. Supplication for mercy and forgiveness. Most of us have a decent working understanding of the word mercy and forgiveness, but a lot of us really don't understand what supplication is. So what is supplication? We do know it's in the word of God. Philippians 4, 6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Again, in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So supplication has a purpose in the action of our prayer. So what is supplication? Supplication is defined this way. It is entreaty. It is humble and earnest prayer in worship. Therefore, there are times of entreaty to the Lord. That word entreaty means urgent prayer or an urgent petition. We must take our burdens to the Lord and in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. The command to bring our supplications to the Lord lets me know that God cares about even the small things of life, but also the weightier issues in our lives. We can and must with urgency and with earnestness cry out to the Lord in a prayer of supplication whenever we need to. I really hope this is helping you today. I believe that we truly believe that prayer changes things, but I honestly don't know how much we truly pray about those things that earnest prayer could change. Let's continue breaking down the definition of prayer. The next part says intercession for blessings on others. We all have family, friends, and even foes that need prayer. We all have family, friends, and foes that don't even ever pray for themselves. Now, you might think, should we be praying for ourselves? <laughs> Absolutely and emphatically, yes. Here's one really quick example from the Word of God. Are you familiar with Jabez? Jabez doesn't have very much Bible attached to his life, but there's a great pattern to follow in the area of prayer that we can learn from his life according to Scripture. 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10 says this, And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, So here he is praying. He's calling on the God of Israel. And this is what he said, 
Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast and that thine hand might be with me and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. I believe it was Dr. John R. Rice that wrote a booklet entitled Prayer, Asking and Receiving. Jabez called on the God of Israel, asking him to enlarge his coast and for God's hand to be with him and for God to keep him from evil. And God granted him that he requested. But what Jabez first asked for, this is the first thing he asked for, it was described by these words, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. After we come to God in adoration, uh, in, in, in adoration to him with earnest supplication toward him, we then can and should have times of intercession for the purpose of asking God to bless others. So what is intercession? The word intercede is defined this way. It is to mediate, to interpose, to make intercession, to act between parties with a view to reconcile those who differ or contend. It is usually followed by with. So therefore, we are to intercede with, it is usually followed by with, we are, inter we are to intercede with the Lord on behalf of family, friends, and even our foes. Now, you might be asking yourself, why does he often include our foes in a list that includes our loved ones like friends and family? Well, Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 through 45 says this, Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love the, thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, now this is Jesus speaking, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. And so we are even commanded to pray for our foes. So what is prayer? Prayer includes our intercession for others, our action between parties, that would be friends, family, and foes, and God, those two parties, with a view to reconcile those who differ or contend. By the way, Romans chapter 8, verse 26 says this, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit, listen to this, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And Romans chapter 8, verse 34 continues this way, Who is he? that condemneth. It is Christ that died, yea, rather, 
that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. So pilgrims, the Holy Spirit of God and Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, ever maketh intercession for you and for me. What an example and pattern to follow. We too should make intercession for our family, friends, and even our foes. The next part of the definition of prayer concludes this way. And thanksgiving or an expression of gratitude to God for his mercies and benefits. Pilgrims, how thankful are you? Have you said thank you to your heavenly father today? Have you adored him lately? Have you cast all your care upon him by way of supplication lately? Have you made intercession for others lately? Have you simply said thank you to the Lord without any reservation or any request? I like the song entitled, Thank You, Lord. The words are simple. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation so rich and free. If you feel convicted or even challenged about your prayer life, then don't feel alone. <laughs> You're not in bad company. Don't feel alone in this, for even the disciples said in Luke chapter 11, verse 1, and it came to pass that as he was praying, that's Jesus. Can you imagine that? Jesus is praying in a certain place when he ceased. Can you imagine just being a disciple Listening to Jesus pray, if he were praying out loud, but he's praying in a certain place. And when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. So if you feel convicted or challenged about your prayer life, you're in good company. Pray about your prayer life. Ask the Lord to help you with your prayer life. Ask him to teach you. Maybe some of you have been asking God to teach you, and maybe that's why God put this episode on my heart. What I'm trying to do in this episode is to encourage you to examine your prayer life. I hope I have shed some light on what prayer really is. And I also hope that this song is a blessing to you. Now, my six oldest children sang this song last week in, our, in, in conference at our church. And it was the first time that my wife and I heard them sing it. Now, I found the song online and I shared it with my oldest daughters and I asked them to learn it. But I told them, do not let your mother hear you practicing it. That way, when you sing it, it'll be a better surprise for her and a blessing for her. And honestly, because I won't hear you practice, it was going to be a surprise and a blessing to me. So they got up and they sang a song entitled, Somebody Go get God. Here it is as recorded in our living room earlier today. God is faithful to hear his children. Victories will come our way. He 
not send them until we ask him. Somebody needs to pray. Somebody go get God. Somebody go get God. Tell him we're thirsty. Thank him for mercy. Will somebody go? While we can find him, we can move his hand today. Somebody go get God. Somebody go get God. Tell him we're thirsty. Thank him for mercy. Pilgrims, after listening to this podcast, you may be thinking, now what? What do I do with this information? Well, I'm interceding for you. I was that somebody who went and got God for you. He's ready. He's willing to speak to you right now. I'll conclude this episode with our uh, second ever giveaway. My dear friend, Pastor Jerry Scheidbach, has written a book about prayer entitled Kingdom Power by Prayer and Fasting, and I'd like to give away four copies of his book. Here's how you enter. Email me at peculiarpilgrimspodcast at gmail.com and simply let me know that you listened to this episode and that's it. You're entered into the drawing. I will respond to your email, and if I don't, you may want to make sure you sent that email to the correct email address. Again, peculiarpilgrimspodcast at gmail.com.
I don't have a large audience, a large listening audience, so your chances of winning are very good. You can enter today, and the last entry must be received by November 15th at noon Pacific Standard Time. I'll announce our four winners on the podcast that will air on November 17th. Pilgrims, please go pray. He's waiting. Pray and never let up. Thank you for listening, and I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends and family. We would not exist if it were not for pilgrims just like you. If you'd like to donate to help us with the cost of these productions, use Cash App at Peculiar Pilgrims, and you won't regret it. Also, you can email us anytime with your compliments, complaints, critiques, and even criticism at peculiarpilgrimspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, fellow pilgrims, never let up.